Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Pin the Champ. How are you guys doing today? Feeling sexy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you saying that Kyle is sexy as hell, or are you saying you also are feeling sexy? I'm saying Kyle has no sleeves today. He's looking sexy as hell. This is yeah. true. And he's got disheveled hair. It's bad hair. That's right. I'm not your sexy boy. I'm not, not my sexy boy. Boy toy. That was your best. Uh, that was your that best. Was Captain Kirk. That was your Shatner. Yeah, yeah that Kirk. was my Shatner. <laughs> so not one week after we're all hanging out together, not one episode, rather, after we're all hanging out together. Uh, when you know it, fucking uh, cases are going back up. People are walking into places. People are working, causing us to have to repurchase Zoom and do this meeting well there's already there's been some report already that um wwe is looking like maybe SummerSlam might not happen at this point oh, I, i've seen that yeah so they're they're, they're worried that they're going to start tightening the restriction down again if everybody gets their vaccine i will start watching modern wrestling again <laughs> <laughs> today guys we're going to chat about the current pro wrestling that we've been watching this last couple of weeks a lot of shipping going on uh we're gonna talk a bit of news because there's a lot of news definitely going on right now been an exciting couple of weeks uh, pro big wrestling weeks. for sure big couple of weeks uh, and then of course as usual we're gonna dig into the monday night raw from back in the day uh this particular day will be march 22nd 1993 and then this week we have a listener question uh from our buddy and listener kevin pierpont thank you for writing into us we really appreciate the interaction keep them coming and anybody else who happens to be listening please keep them coming too guys this is the go home raw before mania nine we're on the 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 last stretch of the road to wrestlemania nine yep (laughs) the best Uh, wrestlemania ever of course as me and gene said uh remember you can go check out this episode before or after this podcast Podcast with a subscription to Peacock here in the States and on the WWE Network. Kyle, where, where can you listen to us, man? We, uh, the fine listeners of Pin the Champ can listen to us on Apple, so Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, slash Audible, Pandora, or they can flick their Podbean or go to YouTube. Uh, so what's up with you guys this week? What wrestling have you guys been watching? <laughs> I watched old New Japan. As as you gentlemen know, I'm still uh, I'm still Still fighting the the peacock battle i refuse to give in to nbc time warner's takeover of everything and so uh i'm gonna hold off as long as i can but it's such a value at 4.99 uh-huh 4.99 that's true <laughs> you know it is a value at 4.99 so i've been watching what what new japan have you been watching? i think i'm lying when i say it's new japan it's the death matches so i think it's oh, uh, oh just all the old death matches with terry funk and all that no specific fmw that's what it was you know all the like the the Barb Breyer stuff. It's Ugh. it's gross, but it it's it's kind of cool. It's never been my thing, so it's kind of very. I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it, but there's a lot of it online. There's a lot of free of it online. <laughs> it's one uh, of those things. It's one of those things. Like even if you, it's like a car wreck, right? I mean, yeah. in the most, I mean, in the most traditional like sense, it's like one of those things. It's it's the whole car wreck syndrome. You can't look away. It's like even if you don't really, it's not your cup of tea. 
or whatever. Goddamn, if you find it on YouTube and you start watching it, there's no way you're going to stop watching it until mm-hmm. something explodes or somebody gets cut open, probably. I hate that match. I think it's garbage. Right? I remember um, you texted us the other day. Just ridiculous. I mean, I like what most of the stuff AEW been doing, but these matches that they, it seems like they have a death match in every single episode now. AEW? Like, yeah. They had one with, uh, what was it, Dean Ambrose and um, Back, the, yeah, the, the Murder Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, they had barbed yeah. wire tables and that. And then the Jericho and Nick Gage match was gross. <laughs> Did you guys watch that at all? Yeah. I have not. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It, it Wait, Nick Cage is in like yeah, the Nick Cage from Deathmatch that cut open uh Nick Gage. Nick Gage. Oh no, Gage. The death I was like match. Nicholas yeah. Cage, the actor. No, no, no. <laughs> I should have known the, about uh, yeah, no. talent hat. It's a GCW wrestler, or whatever. He's all he does is like hit people with light bulbs and pizza cutter. And well, he I was know, the like, dude from the show we watched. He's the guy that nearly killed David Arquette. Yeah, from remember? yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's the guy oh, that I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. That sucks. That he's sucks. a total that piece guy. of shit. Yeah, that, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Oh, I mean, fuck. honestly, like a good amount of it is not for me. Me, but it's like because it's partially you know the the japanese wrestling so that it's not all that right i it's just it's it's not my cup of tea well the thing with me like I, aew is starting to feel like they're letting the uh inmate run the asylum now at this point i don't think tony Khan really? has control of anything anymore I yeah feel, i feel so why different would you put, why would you put that on tv i feel so why? different the only yeah. reason they probably put it on tv was because jericho wanted it right i am completely enjoying the trials of jericho the labors of jericho i disagree with you yeah like, uh, i mean i don't i don't necessarily necessarily love that kind of match and I don't necessarily love you know that particular match in a bubble but I had actually written down under what I've been watching AEW I think the whole Labors of Jericho thing with MJF is is really genius it's like a good it's a good story that's gotten me he's had to fight all kinds of different stipulations you know he's fighting Wardlow next week with uh with MJF as the well, is the ref so any, it's like if anything good coming out of that is they brought Hooven Tooth back for well, I was about to say episode the, it, Doing, they're doing shit that matters. Yeah. Who, you know, they had Hoovy uh, wrestle Jericho, and they had Jericho have to win with a top rope move. Right, you know? right. So it's like the labors of Hercules. They're using like classic literature to create. I don't know, man. Well, a- a- I have no issue with the storyline. I'm just tired of watching all these uh, gory matches, and they have one every single episode. It feels like I don't know, man. I used to love '80s wrestling, and it was full of gore. I don't mind it so much. It's like I don't want anybody to get hurt necessarily, but I think there's a place for everything to a degree. It, if it's not overdone, I mean, you know, it's it's not a match I'm gonna go get into. You know, I'm pr- I'm probably not gonna do a rest a regular wrestling match, and it's not necessarily what I'm gonna go looking for. But it doesn't bother me if something like that is on the card. I believe that one of the greatest things about anything you love is variety, and I think it's cool that AEW is a really good alternative, and they're doing so many different things. I don't mind the fact that they gave this guy. I don't I don't know who he is as a person. Sure, he might be whatever Nick Gage is, but well, they had a good episode about him on. Dark side of the right. Ring. You I saw. It. No, I did. Yeah. And I mean, it is what it is. It, it, you know, everybody's got their space. We can criticize this guy if we want to, but he's made a name for himself. He he made it to the main event of AEW, uh, fighting Chris Jericho. So I'm not gonna. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. Who is also no angel in my opinion? Oh know. yeah, no. Seriously. I mean, right. yeah. Right. I have been watching. This is not pro wrestling. I've been watching this anime, Hidomaru Sumo, and that's been getting me to watch um regular sumo. And uh, there's uh, there's this like 
like Polish sumo wrestler who is like a quarter of the size of all the other sumos and he is incredible he is nice. like oh yeah it's it's Taka Norayama I, I, I'm not gonna pronounce that's Polish name. that's is a he, Polish name is he right, young I think he's 38 oh wow okay so he's not yeah. super young but he's if he oh, was younger he's, not, he's excuse me he's not Polish he's Czech he's Czech um, oh that's what I was about to say is well not well, I mean big he's only 6'2 but he's so he's my height but he's only like 220 pounds oh interesting so he's that's not awesome. like a but that's he's my just size a, he's an insanely good wrestler he was a judo guy huh. and uh, he won like the bronze medal in 2000 for the junior world sumo championships in Tokyo he's really really good and I, I don't know I I just I it's not it's not professional wrestling but it is a form of uh, grappling and so I so what I so, so what you're telling me right now is that you're scouting oh my god wouldn't he be incredible he's only 30 I mean he's he's maybe a little past his prime but right, he's that's like what 30, I'm saying. 38 38 is a, I mean I wouldn't say it's that much because nowadays like AJ Styles is 38 but like this guy I don't know if I mean he'd, he'd be really entertaining I mean you know there was John Tenta dude John Tenta was so good underrated like I feel like John Tenta never got the shout out or like the credit that he deserved mm-hmm. didn't like when he fought what was it like Tenru mm-hmm. yeah I think and, he did and, fight Tenru and he yeah. tried to and Tenru tried to like gouge his eyes out or was it or was it Katow it was one of, it was it was it one was, of the I don't remember it. but he was he was a sick ass wrestler dude yeah I John Tenta, Tenta a lot Earthquake for those who may not know it song you yeah. so are watching what well I've been watching most of the current product from yeah. uh, WWE and AEW and even some of Impact I don't know if you guys watch Impact Wrestling at all but right now they uh, brought in the guy from New Japan uh, Switch Blade Jay White. Oh, I know Jay White. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay White's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like yeah. Jay White. Bullet Club. Um, so they're running a little bit of story like the original Bullet Club and the elite folks, you know, oh, Omega nice. and the Good Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I like Jay White a lot. He's, he's really fun to watch in the ring. Um, I've so heard Impact cool. has got a pretty decent product recently. Like That's exactly what I've heard as well. I think if you're looking for pure wrestling, they're the show to watch right now because mm. their production value is not as high as like, WWE or, or AEW. So so, you know, as, but their matches are all been solid, and they're just, they're telling they're telling good stories. Their woman champion is really fun to watch too. If you ever guys have a chance to check it out, who is that? Diana. Oh, Diana Parazzo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's also going to be in NWA for a little bit. Sweet. Well, that's awesome, dude. Where are you watching Impact? It's on Access TV. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I used was, to have it was Access. Kojo Katow. Or Kojo Katow. Koji Koji Katow. Cool, cool. Sorry, had to, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Had to get the guy. Out. That's the who Tintafot, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was the guy who tend to fought who tried to gouge his eyes out and went and shot on him. Yeah, uh, the impact thing, I've, I've also heard the same thing as far as is it being like a really solid show to, to pick up. I also heard that they stopped. They did. You could stream, co-stream with them on Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, but they just stopped their streaming or something because they monetized. That's according yeah. to the fine people over at Going In Raw podcast. Yeah, they kind of like it looked like they took most of their content off of YouTube also. because mm-hmm. You used to be able to like if you like miss an episode. So you used to be able to just like catch some highlights on there, but I think they've taken that off now. So as I was mentioning before, I've been listening to or watching a lot of uh, AEW. I've been watching uh, recently. Same as you, current product. I feel like it's got a lot of buzz right now. I feel like it's frenetic. I feel like all of these releases from WWE that we'll get into in just a little bit are creating additional buzz. I think that they are proving that they know how to book people uh, or they know how to allow people to have a little creative control. They're not doing everything right, but they're creating 
creating a, a really fun space to be in. Of course, they've announced a Chicago show, which has a lot of buzz uh, for reasons we'll get into very I'm soon. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, right. Um, yeah. uh, and as I mentioned before, the labors of Jericho has been fun to watch. MJF is a great heel. Well, um, you know, Jericho just recently tweeted that um, AEW is the place to be for talents right now because of creative control that they have. <laughs> yes, I did actually see that today. He was mentioning yeah. something. He It was kind of like a little blast to WWE. Yeah. Saying, yeah. They, can, they can slide at WWE every chance he gets mm-hmm. that, it seems like. Yeah, didn't he say something like, not only is it the place for fans, but apparently it's the place for wrestlers too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, also been watching NXT. This has been blowing it. No doubt. No doubt. Well, so, well, we'll definitely talk, some, we'll quest- talk about that. some questionable decisions have yeah, been made yeah, recently. Yeah. Let's right. put it that way. So, I've been watching NXT. I think the most memorable thing for me right there, right now going on in NXT that I'm enjoying is like the whole LA Knight and Cameron Grimes thing uh, with, yeah. with Ted DiBiase. I think that's been great. <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying that. Did you, did you see the little uh, golf yeah. promo that they did? <laughs> with GYV, the Grizzly Young that Veterans. That was awesome, yeah. Oh, it was great. That was he, fun. What is uh, nine and... <laughs> Tapped good old Nothing. L.A. Knight in the L.A. nuts. Then he blamed them on the uh, Grizzly Young. Veterans. Yeah, yeah, Look blamed it on you, Mr. Knight. Look what they yeah. did to you. <laughs> yeah, that shit was really good. Hit Row has been really cool. Legato Del Fantasma. Ah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> exactly. That's the bar crew. That's good. Right? Yep, Hit Row versus those guys has been really fun to watch. What else on NXT? Okay, can we talk a minute about Karrion Cross getting job? Yeah, the fuck out? I can saw I, that. Can I just say something about Cross? He, say whatever you want about him. He's boring. <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned this before. You take away his entrance, you take away Scarlet, and he's a job. He's uh to me like he has an awesome like Randy Ortonish look, but and it's, it's all vanilla. all about booking, all about booking, man. And you cannot, you cannot. Dumb. He looks like Big Cass without the height. Oh shit! I didn't even think of that, but that's kind of true. But the thing about it is, and and it's a point that I've heard made other places, is if you, right. you watch NXT and you see him come out with the fog and his uh his manager and all of that cool ass entrance that he has in NXT, right? Right. And then you see him come out on the main roster, and then he's got none of that. Like unless you've never seen that's him NXT, before. That's NXT though. That's yeah, NXT. Yeah. That is the curse of NXT. Well, it is the curse of NXT, but it's not NXT. Huge in NXT. Yeah, it's 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 basically that there's no connection. There's no plan. They don't talk to each other. It doesn't seem like right. There's it's no like, way. It's like you're you may be the best college athlete, but there's no transition if you don't have like a good team working with you to transition into the pros. And so it feels like they don't have like there's a disconnect. Like there's no like there's no team working with them to make sure that they have all the things that they need like it's like well if you could afford it in NXT what's the difference with doing right. it in Raw and they're like well it's not in the Raw budget pal well just, I don't think they know what they want to do with him on Raw though because they had they had him lose to Hardy like really quick and then, and the then Hardy week, got he, COVID yeah. and yeah. then next week he beat Keith Lee and then the week after that Keith Lee Keith beat, Lee him, beat him. Like, yeah they don't know what to do with him on the main roster I don't know why why is he on Raw right now well supposedly from what I've heard the story is is that he's supposed to job out a couple of matches but then he's supposed to get his his uh, what's his manager's name i forget uh, scarlet. Here we, scarlet yeah scarlet. but uh but yeah so i mean in a nutshell like uh i guess what what it is 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 from what i've heard the story is, is he's going to come out with her and that's going to make all the difference in the world once he once he gains this stuff back but once you've dropped him out twice now you make the whole you make the whole brand look completely we, weak. yeah he just jobbed out their champion yeah exactly guys chat chat me up about this now tell me do you think that the 
that the Scarlet is the only reason that he's popular. No, is I he mean, popular though? Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a better question. Song is is he really popular? Is he popular? Um, I mean, he's been there's been no crowd to gauge like his like during his rise in NXT we haven't gotten crowds, you know. So I don't know. He's well, he doesn't strike me as like a cool hill either. He strikes me as like a hill you're supposed to hate. So I don't even think you're mm. supposed to. He's like supposed he to be. I just don't see it in him. He doesn't have like I mean he's got like a much better body than I do. But I like know. in terms of like he's not a body guy. Like he's I don't know. I mean he's he's I, big, so... but he's not as big as like he should. Like, <laughs> he's not a big enough to be a threat. Right. So well, I think he's like what Roman Reigns called John Cena, just missionary sex every single night. <laughs> oh, he's Mister Missionary. That's it. You think so? I mean, I think he's got potential. He kind of looks like Damian Demento. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Bring it back to our current product. Right, right. So to me, he kind of looks like a serial killer, like in 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 that way, or like an ex-convict, like nails. Like if if they had nails, two thousand and twenty-one, it would be him. It plays. He'd Boss be in. An, he'd be in an orange. Uh, you abuse me for years, boss yeah. man. So who's the heel? And who, I'm an innocent. Who is the heel and who was the face in this? Oh, I mean, in the boss man, the nails thing. I yeah. mean, na- I mean, in my opinion, first of all, anybody who is incarcerated, you know, free all my prisoners, all my brothers in lockdown. They're no one's face. free till we're all free. Uh, but uh, in terms of of like, I I would I mean, nails was like if his go to move wasn't the choke, he would have been a face in my opinion because he was an abused convict, abused convict who, who claims innocence. And boss man is like, I mean, the look, authoritarian. He is like this. I mean, like he's a chubby. I mean, like he's a chubbier southern like. And I'm as 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 both of those things. I'm a fat southerner. So <laughs> as a fat southerner. If, like I'm like oh he looks like a crooked cop and I'm like I feel like I can identify with other fat southern crooked cops and so like to hear <laughs> nails say I'm not one but as as like you know how like white trash can identify white trash well it's a similar it's a similar thing um, <laughs> well, Jeremiah knows what I'm talking about. I do yes uh, what is what is I am from Georgia what is the what is what is what is the equivalent for you song of white trash like is there a is there like a thing that you guys consider trashy and like is are people who do the thing that like at, like so as well, a white trash person, like you know like Asian people they're kind of I guess like the darker skinned Asian are kind of treated as like lower class than the uh, lighter skinned Asian so and that's just crazy yeah. to me maybe colorism folks like yeah. me yeah. colorism is a thing I don't yeah, I mean it's not my place to discuss because like I might know. be yellow trash then <laughs> oh yeah that should be you your new, that should be your new like that's my new gimmick that should be your new gimmick <laughs> oh that would be like just super would be player, so fucking like, dope, all dude. the all like the like my negative stereotypes of of your culture i can see the vignettes right now you're gonna step out of like a trailer park ho- you're like a trailer park ho- uh, like a mobile home it's gonna be awesome right. you're gonna, it's gonna be your new gimmick it's gonna be like mr perfect vignettes except in a trailer park they had the uh what's that uh jimmy uh jimmy wang yang, wang yang oh jimmy wang yang asian redneck <laughs> all right guys let's uh switch gears a little bit right, and little bit. uh because there's tons of news to get through i'll well, let you go first song that was news. brought up and you're watching NXT and um, would you know it been more released from the WWE and this time it's mostly all NXT folk um, some pretty big names too some like names that I did not expect um, I'll list them out for you guys right here um, you got Bronson Reed Bobby Fish Leon Ruff Tyler Ruff Jake Atlas Mercedes Martinez Asher Hale Giant Samjir Zachariah Smith Ona Reeves out of those names the uh, first two jumped mm. out at me like they were Bronson Reed I was can't believe they let go of Bobby Fish Bobby Fish and Bronson Reed I mean Bronson Reed been getting some traction he was just recently the North American champion. So I don't know what that's all about. 
out. And then, right. you know, Bobby Fish, um, he was just on. Like, he was on Tuesday. Exactly. He was fighting, he was fighting a, a, yeah, Roderick Strong of the Diamond Mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah crazy, Tyler, right? Tyler Rust as well, also in Diamond Mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so, right. And that's what's tripping me out is that it used to be you'd get these, like, waves of releases, right? But it would be, like, people that they're not using anymore. But right. recently, it's like you've got people like, like you said, Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, maybe not so much Leon Ruff in the last few episodes, but before he mm-hmm. he's a former not North that American n- not that long ago he was North American well, champion. He's been a good four star match with uh, Isaiah Swerve, I thought. Right, like T- not that long ago. Yeah. So what are they going to do with the Diamond Mine now? Tyler Rust is, uh, you know, they just formed that stable, and they're just going to drop him out of the equation. Or are they going to put somebody in his place? Um, Jake Allison, Mercedes Martinez, also they're not like every right. week guys, but they're definitely well, Mar- Martinez just had a title shot against mm-hmm. uh, Gonzalez. So right. I don't know what that's all about. And it's always it's confusing, crazy. confusing when you see somebody like WWE doesn't. I don't know who Giant Sanjir was really. I think right. I've seen a picture or two of him. But why are you? I think you use one of those un- kind of signed guys that they signed and. Yeah. Well, they were they were they were hoarding talents for a while to avoid giving them the competition. I think, and now they're just releasing everybody. And this is like according to WrestlingInc.com, this isn't going to be the last round either. There's more release coming well, and they're coming in waves right and and so but right before the nxt releases also the 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 big news that has like everybody talking of course is bray wyatt's release you know mm-hmm. that shit's crazy like now you've got, with his, with his go release we don't know if he asked for it yet right we don't know he's broken his silence on it i don't think i've read that article yet i really do want to check into it more but i don't think he asked for his release as far as i know i haven't read up on it or anything mm-hmm. like that i i know that uh, i've read some stuff about Sean Waltman thinking that there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that there has to be more to it because I mean, dude, that that well, was like they everybody do with Lexi Bliss now. I wonder. I mean, did you notice as soon as he was gone the next week, her makeup wasn't the same? It wasn't. She wasn't as Bray Wyatty. They they're kind of like I guess scrubbing that away from her. They're still doing the whole right. like you know. Uh, well, did you see? Um, yeah, I, I noticed that too. But did you see like Ronda Rousey had to put her two cents in it also? Oh no, I didn't out about that Mm-mm. she uh said something she she basically blamed the uh the fans themselves when uh about it because she said like well when bray Wyatt was doing bray Wyatt, you were cheering you know you weren't rooting for him now you're cheering for him to be back something like that what? i can't yeah Ronda Rousey sucks well dude. she never understood the business at all yeah what's up think. with that unless unless this is a heel return because yeah she's i was still signed say. isn't she huh? isn't she still signed Oh, I don't know. I would I think, think that to... she's a suitor. I was literally when all these releases were coming. I was, I was thinking, I was like, man, why haven't they released somebody stupid like Ronda Rousey? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, she's probably got. Well, I don't know if they're paying her right now or anything, but I, you I would know. imagine if they are going to pay her, it's going to be a pretty penny. Well, I, I don't, don't understand why she had to say anything at all. It's none of her business, you know. And of course, there's the rumors going around as well that it's you know all, all this weird like amount of getting rid of people, but not only like yeah. uh, enhancement talent, but like main main puzzle pieces is potential sale too right yeah uh, i've heard that potentially I mean, I, I, i've been saying it for weeks that yeah. he's going to be selling to nbc i think he's going to be selling to nbc gotcha. oh i found that ryan the rousey tweet i'll just read it to you guys um where's this from what's your source uh twitter. this is uh twitter yeah i went to our twitter oh, okay, it says, I, i've seen you same fans chanting we want bray white last night chanting we want beach ball over bray white performing if you treat them if wwe treated him like he was a cannibal it was because of you ungrateful 
ungrateful idiots did it first. Whoa, dude, that's pretty strong stance. That does sound very heelish, like she's about to come back as a heel. I got to agree with you, Kyle. Either that or she's just plain stupid. <laughs> like, because, uh, because honestly, dude, why would you alienate fan? Like, I, I get right. it that maybe one, maybe one time or maybe even two times there might have been a situation with fan. a beach ball thing. I remember a beach ball chant. I do remember. But was that during Wyatt? Like, no, I do remember may, that, but was maybe it was Maybe it was, but but you can't you can't blame Bray Wyatt's release on one crowd yeah, sometime. That's, that's the most Ronda Ru- that's the most bullshit thing. That's like being like, oh fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been negative with the releases for a bit. Jeremiah, you have any signings you want to talk about? Yeah, well, uh no, there's nothing really going on in that department. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> uh the big giant news that everybody knows about that that uh right now are the two huge rumors uh and, and it's created all the buzz around AEW, uh, uh, of course, talking s- the possible signings of CM Punk. And- hey, you know, and, and supposedly the second city saint, yeah. baby. And, and you know what, though? I've heard that WWE did not purchase that song in perpetuity. So they he may be able to use that song. Oh, that could uh, be great. You know, that might be what we hear when he pops out in Chicago. Uh, but I mean, guys, obviously, I mean, I feel like that this changes things. If it's true, if the rumors are true and Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk both show up in A and AEW, is that going to create like a sea change? Is it a needle mover? Does it, what does it do? Does it spark another war? What, It'll definitely what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I mean, I understand I, what Vince said, where he basically is like, Hey, we're the only business in town. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're your dad, you know, we're established when people think of wrestling, they think of us. And, and he's like, nothing's going to change that. And I, hmm. See, I don't agree with the last part. I agree with <laughs> everything he says. Except for the nothing's going to change that. Except nothing could change that. Is this the nothing's going to change that. Ah, uh, this could be the start of it. This right. could be this could be the mega powers, as it were. You know, this could be the that moment. You know, uh, we're watching through the old, old product and we're, we're seeing kind of, especially with where we're at, you know, the, the transition from the old guard to the new generation. Do you guys and, see it as like when Bischoff signed like, oh, like Hulk? Ramon, like, Ramon, and uh, and Nash, Diesel. yeah, yeah, like that. It, it very well could be, and and mm-hmm. that was my next kind of question to you guys is is do you think that these guys should kind of debut each other as like uh. <laughs> I actually had the thought, like, what if they debuted each other as like they start off like kind of like in some sort of weird competition over who's getting the most money at signing, <laughs> you know, or some, you know what I'm right. saying? It's like, well, that, it's I like, mean, what, that's if, what if Punk comes out and then Daniel Bryan interrupts, you know, or like, like, what are they going to do? I feel like that's also kind of the question is like, how long are these guys planning on performing realistically? Uh, what, what CM Punk, if he's signed anything, he's probably signing like, a, I doubt he's going to be full time. I think if he's signed, he's probably signing for like, you know, part time work or something like that i don't know about daniel bryan's situation or maybe i'll bring back the american drag um gimmick brian danielson but yeah i think what punk is definitely like a part-time move i think he wants to wrestle but i don't think he wants to full-time you think that's you saying punk or daniel yeah what punk punk yeah. you think it's like a long-term deal or like a three-year deal or it could probably it probably is like something like a two or three-year deal and then, and then he's going to go back to wwe 
<laughs> I I don't think you will ever see Punk in a WWE ring again. He was really? like, yeah, he was really like everything he's been talking about WWE. He's been really negative about, and you know, he he was upset because he was released his wedding day or something like that, right? That and is still, true. Like, he's still holding on to that grudge. Yeah. But but you can hold on to a back. grudge or millions of dollars. That's well, what that's always happens. Thing. But he's I, probably already a millionaire, right? Of course. But I could just see, like, I don't know, man. I, I'll I'll take I'll take you I'll take you twenty on that bet uh, because I said we've done this bet before you still haven't paid out yet but he's but it's not over like cm punk's not dead he could potentially go back to the wwe so <laughs> we were so, no, remember so, remember when he walked out on that that backstage thing and then he was like oh yeah renee young or something like was like we got cm punk here and then we found out that deal was between him and pop not him and wwe mm-hmm. at all and you're like oh we gotta see cm punk in a year or so and that's like no nah, it's not happening oh okay if we have something open i'm happy to pay up but this is a different <laughs> this is a different bet oh you want a this, new bet this is a bet that says when he when he gets his WWE Hall of Fame ring, he doesn't come back for one more match against Triple H or gonna, some shit. Is he going to get a WWE Hall of Fame ring? Only if Vince... Only if he wrestles only that match sells, against Triple H and loses. Only if Vince sells the product. <laughs> or Vince yeah. find a way to buy AEW. But I don't think that's happening. So my question, you guys, is how long um, after you heard, started hearing these rumors was it that you uh, finally started kind of like believing it? Did, at first, were you skeptical like I was? I mean, every year we hear like CM Punk. That's kind of yeah. what I felt. I was like, I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably not, but like, okay, yeah. whatever. But then Same. they announced the Chicago and show. Then they, like, <laughs> then they were like, oh, the Chicago show. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe and then Darby so, Allen, man. Darby Allen called him out. Like, well, not by name, but you know what yeah. he's talking about when he's saying that's Best in the, the world. world for sure. Yeah. At this point, I mean, we know it's going to happen. And did you also like uh, see that Kenny Omega was wearing a Cookie Monster shirt during his promo on AEW? Yeah, I don't know what the meaning of that is. So you'll have to fill me in. What does Cookie Monster sta- start with? Oh, CM. Oh. CM Punk has said before that CM stands for Cookie Monster. Uh, yeah, so isn't it Chip Magnet? It, well, that's, that's, I thought it was. He, he said time. he's he said several different things, but he's also said other things as well. Yeah, I always thought it was Chip Magnet. That's pretty cool. Ah, uh, uh, man, Omega versus Punk that's burning the house down. Yeah, that's gonna be insane. I mean, well, that's a, another big uh, piece of the puzzle too, right? With Brian and uh, and Punk is yeah, all think of, of the, all the matches, though. right? All of the potential matches, right? I mean, I would love to see. There's matches that were that, that there's the obvious ones like Omega and Punk, Daniel Bryan and and Punk, Daniel Bryan and Omega, the triple threat between Daniel Punk and Omega, <laughs> you know all that. Just any uh, of that. I would love My to see Daniel wrestler, Bryan Daniel and, uh, Punk. I think, I think Bryan and Christian can put on a really solid match. Daniel Bryan and Christian. Yeah. I mean they've got a lot of a lot of different pieces to work with there, and I mean AEW is starting to have quite a roster. Uh, additionally, I mean they've got Malachi Black, whose debut was really fucking good. You know? Yeah. What do you got, Kyle? So I watched Money in the Bank, so we're going to talk about that because that happened a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the most recently important uh, pay-per-view. So uh, coming out of that, we have two first-time Money in the Bank winners uh, with Nikki. um, Nikki Cross, which which her uh, A-S-H, you know, her superhero gimmick. Mm. Uh, Nikki Ash. uh, And then Big E, who I I believe, Jeremiah, you called Big E on that was your prediction? No, I called Riddle. I think it was... uh, uh, I thought it was going to be Matt Riddle. Uh, I, oh. I, I, was it was it you song that said Biggie? Someone said Biggie. Who did you think was going to win song? I thought it was Riddle too. But oh, really? remember, I was high at that recording, so I don't remember what I said. <laughs> That's fair. I never, that's fair. That's well, fair. maybe no, maybe no one said Nikki. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I feel like I said Nikki, but who can say? Um, we can we could go back and, and listen. No, to no, who can say? <laughs> who can say? 
So when Nikki, uh, by the way, crashed uh, the next Raw against Charlotte, who uh, freshly run her title from Rhea Ripley, who is incredible. I still love Rhea Ripley. Do you love her on the main roster? No, but that again, we we t- kind of talk about the curse of NXT. I I feel like they don't know how to handle women who aren't one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like they don't know how to handle new women. Like, so, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I will say that Rhea Ripley's performance on the main roster, it's taken her a while to get her footing and to feel comfortable. I think that at first she seemed really clumsy. I didn't like her character work and I felt like she seemed really unnat- like she seemed really uncomfortable. I'll just put it that way. But I yeah. feel like she's totally, she's she's gaining her footing now, you know? I think that happens a lot when you do too much too soon for some performers and I think kind of giving her that that title that immediately. too soon? Yep, it kind of kind of, kind of backlash. I mean, that is, that yeah. could be exactly it. Right, her match with, we're talking about Rita, right? Yeah, I remember like her match with the Oscar at WrestleMania was kind of weird because I couldn't tell if she was playing face or heel or what she was going for, right? I still don't know if she's a face or a heel. Yeah, I think she's face. She's a tweener. So I think she's face on, on Raw right now. Yeah, I but, think she's so. one of those cool faces that doesn't follow the rules and does heel things. Exactly. And then you've got Nikki Ash, who's supposed to be, or Nikki A-S-H, which I hate that whole, it doesn't roll off the tongue well. Hate it. Hate it, yeah. hate it, hate it. It doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue well, but. Yeah, I despise that gimmick too, but yeah. whatever. She got yeah. gold because of it, though. So. Yeah, well, you got her doing stuff like hitting people in the back of the, like hitting Charlotte with a chair, you know? Is she, is she a like. superhero? Or is she a super villain? It's not a very superhero-like thing. No, it's not. Um, and then we have uh, the Usos. They picked up their tag titles uh, and Roman Reigns retained against Edge. So now the whole family, the whole, uh, you know, uh, the bloodline, the whole tribe, the whole crew has gold. Yeah. Well, uh, the tag titles are silver. <laughs> <laughs> they got okay. silver and gold. They all, they all have, uh, they all have... <laughs> I, was, I, I get what you mean. Precious yeah. metals. Yeah. They all have precious metals. Uh, and then Bobby Lashley, big surprise, has dominated Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I don't know why like that. I mean, like that was... Uh, Dude. Uh, anything anybody want to say about that other than like poor Kofi? No, poor that's Kofi. pretty much sums it up as poor Kofi. Like I feel like it just goes to show you like the fans really did have so much to do. I'm not... Well, that says it fucked up. That's, that's a fucked up way to say it. Kofi Kingston had a tremendous amount to do with Kofi Kingston's success. But what I'm saying is, is it goes to show you that fans being vocal about it, forcing that shit to happen, you know, as soon as that buzz is over, yeah, Yeah. as soon as that buzz is over, they go right back to treating Kofi the way that they treated him most of his, his, well, I don't even say most of his career, because he's had a great career with the New Day, but like pre-New Day Kofi, it's like they're they're starting to job him out. At least all of his singles career. His singles career, exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right, you have to kind of put it in a bubble, right? As New Day, top fucking notch. Like, they've surpassed everybody. Incredible you know? performer. Yeah. They, but as a singles performer, outside of the fact that uh, Kofi's dedication to WWE and pro wrestling over the years created a situation in which the, the fans refused to let him not get recognition that time. But now that that's over with, fuck Kofi. Yeah. We'll it's, job well, him it's out. It's kind of like Ricky Morton's not going to win the world champ, you know, win the, the world title. But everybody loves him. And he Sure as hell gonna win the tag title. Yeah, poor Kofi. And then finally, boom, 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 boom. boom. 
John Cena's back, baby. Hustle, loyalty, respect. The greatest wrestler of all time has returned to begin his SummerSlam program with Mr. Roman Reigns. The greatest wrestler of all time. That's right. I said it. I said it. I said it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, we knew, you know, SummerSlam's coming around. John Cena's back just in time for Suicide Squad. Yeah, got to promote <laughs> the movie, baby. Got to promote the movie. Exactly. Which was hilarious, which, by the way, I've uh, heard it's very good. I'm going to watch it today. Uh, it's on HBO Max. I'm going to watch it today. Uh, I'll let you know. But uh, but what was crazy is I was watching AEW and I thought it was kind of hilarious that they're advertising Suicide Squad on AEW. <laughs> I was that like, yeah, John Cena's getting in there somehow. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we know, do we know for a fact that John Cena is jobbing out to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam or is this going to be his 17th? I think the right thing to do is job him out. But, you know, the WWF normally don't do the right thing. I would love stars. it if, if Roman Reigns retired John Cena. How great would that be? I if thought Bray Wyatt did that. Be, well, we thought so. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he's too strong. Super Cena returns. He was reinvigorated by the power of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, by the power and, of and, and all DC the, Comics. Yeah, by the power of DC Comics and all the the Andrina Chrome in Hollywood. He was he was just <laughs> Super Cena has returned. Uh yeah. I I feel like him and Roman Reigns have had some barn burners before. I like Cena. I think he he no. delivers. No, I agree. I'm happy to see him. As I like him. He belongs there. I don't think he should win his 17th. I think that needs to be super fucking special. I don't know what it needs to be right now. We could fantasy book that later if you want. But but I do think that right now Roman needs to have this title for like two to three years. He's closing in on a year now. Right. And he. I think yeah. I think we need another like Hogan-esque run. It's been a while. Like, who was the last? Like Brock and CM Punk kind of maybe? Yeah, I think Punk had a record reign. Brock, yeah. Yeah. Punk had one, and I know Brock's after Punk's was kind of long, yeah. a little over a year or something. I would love to see that song. What's up? Oh, yeah. Um, SmackDown, uh, Sasha Banks is back. She came back a couple weeks ago to save Bianca from a beatdown by uh, Zelina and uh, Carmella, which is laughable to think those two can beat back Bianca. Yeah. But yeah, but then she pulled a big show and turned heel the same show. Came back in with the face, and then. Well, because um, Bailey's a heel, she has to be a heel. Right. But, you know, like, she got a huge pop. I don't know what it is about. It seems like after WrestleMania, she takes four months off all the time. Yeah, dude. She doesn't want to be with the company anymore. I'm calling really? it. She has uh, absolutely no interest. It's 100% well, I like, Sasha Banks is AEW head bound. I, well, I know the, I, the first time she was yeah, upset I because so. they, they did book her to lose the tag title that first time she didn't show up after Mania. But maybe this time she just got some well-deserved time off. But um, she's back. She seems uh, motivated now. Sure. She's, she's yeah. ready to work. She's ready to make money. But the second the money stops being as much as what it is now she will jump ship because she i think fucking hates the wwe <laughs> even though she loves wrestling because she she's the i mean bailey's a fanboy, but like i feel like sasha of all of them is like the one that they were just like look at this fucking nerd she loved wrestling growing up and now she's a wrestler right. and and, and well, so like there's i don't know i mean you, you might be right she hates the wwe but i know she loves wrestling i mean she idolized eddie guerrero that's like one of her oh, yeah. and that's been documented like for a while now I've written about um, it multiple yeah, times yeah and then she 
every chance she gets, she kind of want to do an Eddie Guerrero move. That's frog true. Splash the three amigos. I was going to say she uses like the frog splash all the time. That is very yeah, so. true, Kyle. She is a very much one of those one of those performers that comes for a comes for a like a program with somebody and then disappears. Yep. But it's kind of like Bray Wyatt, and look where he is now. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh, we don't know. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I bet. He's, I mean, we we know where he's. It, we know where he's headed. We know he's AW bound. Think, do you think he? he I think if AW has any sense, they'll fucking give him and Braun Strowman a co- uh, contract. Let them right. form the fucking new whatever Wyatt's. he wants to call it, whatever yeah. it is. Let him be that, but like PG, maybe, maybe no R R, because like I feel like I like make him a real fucking cult leader. Make him what they were doing with with uh, Dark uh, Order. Dark Order. Yeah, to do like what they were doing with the Dark Order before the tragic loss of um, Brody Lee. Brody. Yeah. Brutally, yeah, you know, and do that. I think that would be. I mean, obviously, everybody's like, oh, just you know, don't do the same thing that WWE is doing. But like, the fucking Wyatt family was awesome. The Wyatt yeah. family was great, and they the were fact- one of the best things. And like, Bray is jacked now, y'all. Like, he looks he great. is so huge. He can fucking work. He let him do just weird dark shit. Can you and, imagine, like him, and then with, put, with put freedom Braun as his fucking muscle? Because Braun just like I. I follow him on Instagram and he posts the, just the dumbest shit but I love him like he he went swimming with tigers not too long ago and I'm like I thought we all you know kind of agreed after Tiger King, after Tiger King like, we weren't gonna do that yeah we weren't doing that anyway all right continue please <laughs> all right yeah so obviously yeah. uh we probably got a SummerSlam feud coming up with, with yeah, is, exactly is that match already going. is that match already signed it, is, it was made uh, last official well, they the challenge was like up to last night so yep. yeah I haven't even seen this Smackdown yet I need to check it out uh lastly in the news uh, of course uh, as it, as it usually is with professional wrestling you can't go too long without a bit of sad news and this episode is no different a legend absolute legend of professional wrestling who one of those guys that you probably haven't thought of for years unless you see happen to happen upon one of his matches but once you hear the news at least me as an older wrestling fan uh, i remember some really great guy. matches with beautiful bobby eaton passed away at 62 years old our Way thoughts too and, soon. yeah our thoughts go out to his friends and family in the wrestling community and, and everywhere. He's all of his friends and family. Of course, uh, former Midnight Express uh, loved him in the Dangerous Alliance. Greatest uh, Midnight Express, greatest tag team of all time. One of, yeah, I love Midnight Express. Uh, involved in one of the most oh. iconic matches in history against the Road Warriors on the scaffold. Uh, what was it Chi Town? Yep. He, yep, absolutely. Just one of the most iconic matches. Uh, beautiful Bobby, you will be missed. He was a genius, man. You were showing oh, off that. Yeah. You were showing off that. Uh, that picture of him versus Flair, uh, yeah, that, so that, that match uh, that happened. It was like a random WCW, wasn't it? That, yep. that match happened on, yeah. if I remember correctly. I, I remember just, that match just, from being a kid, like being a young teenager. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny. My introduction of Bobby Eaton was through in the in like the early nineties was when he was in, with the York Foundation, and yes. he was uh, Earl Robert York. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and and I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? But like he, as as an as an adult and as somebody who kind of came into to wrestling again you know I, I of course you know I've said many times that I love listening to Jim Cornette despite you know whatever he yeah, outrageous whatever. things he does yeah. yeah whatever he does or says but you know he he managed the midnight and he you know has such incredible stories with them their matches Bobby was the definition of the, a worker of a man who could just you go out and, and if you said Bobby we need to run for 40 minutes he would take you fucking 60 minutes Broadway he is the kind of performer who lived the life 
if that makes sense. Like, I mean, like not not to say that a lot of the wrestlers these days don't live the life, but I mean, Bobby Eaton was a carny in the best way. No, yeah, he, he was, was he was part of the period. old school. He mm-hmm. was an old school guy, you know, for better or for worse. You know, from stories too, he was kind of a tough guy. He was he was, you know, one of the those guys that, you know, family man, a super family man. Not like, you know, sweet Stan Lane not so much, but yeah. And I've got two points to make that I just realized as well. Number 1, we can't minimize one of the greatest mullets in all the professional wrestling. Oh, party in the hair. front, party in the back, oh business God. in the front. One of the best, uh, like bleach <laughs> blonde, a bouffant of hair, man, like beautiful. And additionally, wasn't he also the guy that the uh, "It's Not Fake to Me" was aimed at? It's not. It was, it, I believe. Yes, yeah, I believe it was. So, Bobby. so that piece of beautiful wrestling history. And if you've never seen that, you're but, well. Because I mean, like, I get it. Like, I get that guy. Like, I as, yeah. I as I get older, I really do get that guy because it's like it's, <laughs> it's like for for a certain generation of men, and I, you know, I'm I'm on the very cusp of that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Southern wrestling was a thing that. Was, like it was it was you know it was like pentecostal church yeah i was like i was gonna say it's like jesus and wrestling yeah exactly it's like a pentecostal like, church it, it, of wrestling it was guy. like watching real life superheroes and mm-hmm. and and so like it like you know for me that's why i love the old stuff and you know i tolerate some of the new stuff so i absolutely you know raise raise my glass to uh earl robert eaton yeah uh, so so that's a good fine point. fellow a fine speaking fellow. of speaking of which we'll go ahead and, and toast so we're gonna toast to obviously uh bobby eaton's passing thank you beautiful bobby for all of the fantastic matches that you've given us over the years you will be missed so a toast to you i also want to toast to the tremendous buzz that AEW is putting forth these days the fact that we now have competition to the fed let's uh let's go ahead toast raise a glass to beautiful bobby absolutely what are we drinking today boys go ahead son what are you drinking on i got uh bullet rye and uh ginger ale you fixed a margarita right i did uh, i we i've got some sort of fancy tequila that my wife bought and uh margarita mix and a little bit of grenadine because of course the margarita mix isn't sweet enough uh but I'll, uh, as as i'm sure the listeners can tell they're like oh wow kyle's, kyle's probably already had a few <laughs> kyle i have it i'm fine whatever don't judge me you're not my mom <laughs> uh, i'm still sipping on the three crosses that that song got me for my birthday tennessee some whiskey good old whiskey buddy all right well that kind of finally Finalizes our news for the day. Uh, yeah. That means it's it. That can only mean one thing, guys. It's time to hop in the time machine and Ooh. jump back to March twenty second. Exactly. I, thank you for that. <laughs> it's March not 20... copyrighted. I did just yeah. a short enough yeah. version of it. That You're gonna, yeah. If if we had any listeners, we'd be demonetized. But <laughs> no, no. Kevin, Kevin is Kevin still listening. Yes, Ke- uh, Kevin. If you have any friends, <laughs> make them listen to us. Ask song. He asked song to listen, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hopping uh, back. We're going to March twenty second, nineteen ninety three, uh, to the episode of Monday Night Raw right before. For WrestleMania, guys, that means we're watching Mania Nine. It's okay. Caesar's Palace. Are we wearing togas while we watch this? I'm gonna make a laurel and a and a toga, and we're gonna wear it. I'm, I'm not. I'm down. I'm down as well. All, All right, right. So this Raw opens up with the first match. Are some of our favorite tag teams in history, the Bushwhackers and Damian. So Dana I have Togas. a question. Quick question. Did you guys not in your version because you guys are watching it on the network? Did you not have the 15 minute promotion of the Michael? 
Michael Landon Foundation. We did not. No. No. I oh did not see my that. God! You you guys, <laughs> it is easily. And, and okay, so this is what I get for uh, you know bootlegging, but it is easily twelve minutes, eleven, oh ten, God. ten minutes, ten minutes of this this promotion for the Michael Landon Foundation, which is to fight leukemia. And uh, Hulk Hogan's there. He does a promo and a speech. Vince does a speech, and it was fucking miserable was it <laughs> wow. i remember well, uh i remember the uh, previous episode H- uh, hogan makes we talking a, about that hogan makes a man i'll tell you this is the one part about watching the bootlegs though that makes it interesting for our audiences because i get a slightly different version um man uh hogan makes a pretty funny joke about how there wasn't enough food at the gala and so if anybody has any leftovers to send it to the wrestling table uh <laughs> with all the other wwf superstars nice. uh he talks about how he had a fan who died uh which i believe is is on the hulk hogan one of his musical albums he he wrote a song about it oh, really? uh you know he had a young fan that died of cancer yeah uh and, and he seemed you know, it seemed, uh, it, I felt like I, I was seeing Terry, not just Hulk. But I mean, for fucking 10 minutes, it felt very much like the original program. Wow. wow. Or like well, a current just, day program. Uh, you just used a minute to uh, promote that song. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, look, that doesn't change the, the fact that the Michael Landon Foundation is one of the premier uh, celebrity foundations that's fighting for leukemia and leukemia rights. I do remember during one of our previous episodes that they had mentioned that that was going to happen. But luckily, we did not have to see it on the network. Wow. But I'm I kind of wouldn't mind seeing it. <laughs> but also, I'm not paying that. I probably money. wouldn't mind it. But I wouldn't so mind seeing it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The, the show, yeah. So the show opens with the Bushwhackers versus Damien Demento and Repo Man. Um, Garbage. Uh, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it's the Bushwhackers. First of all, uh, how many times do we know that Damien Demento and Repo Man team together? Maybe this only time, probably. I believe uh, this is the only time. <laughs> I would think so. Probably on a house show somewhere, but I did think it was hilarious when Demento and Butch kept shoulder blocking each other and each time they both fell down. I thought it was like really hilarious. Did you guys notice that? Like the did first you guys week? Yeah, I didn't know. In your version, on. did you have the uh, long intro where basically the, the Bushwhackers started out in the balcony? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Were, okay. Did you like also think that that was unnecessary? Um, well, we had a commercial break between their entrance and the match part because I guess they couldn't find their way down. Right. Maybe. So, yeah, I'm guessing I mean unnecessary yes but let's let's not forget that what we're doing here is we're pushing the Bushwhackers as ultimate baby face so they want to show the television audience that the Bushwhackers are up in the balconies hanging out with fans so that's probably what that's for yeah uh, they were licking they you know, were licking fans licking faces. folks can you imagine yeah. that like this this day and age just happening? fucking <laughs> the, oh and, and they're they're that's hilarious the girl oh yeah yeah also Bartlett messed up and still can't get the fucking Un, uncooked on un, whatever I can't get it right either so I would have uncooked, oh, yeah. uncooked uncensored, uncensored yeah. and raw because uh, didn't, didn't uh, uh, Macho Man he was like he was like he, he said something that was just like unnecessary or it was it was it was not it was not one of the the things <laughs> so uh, the Bushwhackers win this match with a battering ram when one of the Bushwhackers pins Repo Man um, yeah of course man and of course Demento and Repo definite disadvantage here not being an established ta- uh, tag 
team. Um, oh, I meant to ask how, you. How weak is that Natalie Grant? It's just like you take your partner's head runner through the guy. It's a weak move. Yeah, but it's just like a comedy move. It's 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 like almost like a precursor to Santino Morella's Cobra. Exactly. It's the same <laughs> concept. For me, uh, also, did you guys ever really realize how, or as, as kids, like who was Butch and who was Luke? Because I didn't. I didn't no. know who is was Is there who. a difference? There is a difference. I still don't know. No, they do have two separate identities. Uh, and it's not the it's not what I thought it was. I thought the Butch was the uglier of the two because it sounds like the uglier name. So I was like, the prettier one's got to be Luke, but it's the opposite. No, no and I know they're both the uglier one. Pretty. And they're I know both. they're both pretty ugly, but if you look at two, there's definitely one that looked way more. So wait, you're like, which <laughs> like, is actually the I would, sexy one? Yeah, he is the sexy one. If I was going to have to do one of the Bushwhackers. If you were going to have to oh be licked God. by one of the Bushwhackers, if they would have to <laughs> whack your bush. If they had to whack my bush, I would How go. How does this even pop in your head? I thought it would be. Listen, thought. listen, man. This Judgment. Is, this is. I'm not going to yuck any yums. I'm, this is called. I'm, con- I'm just. This is called content. This this is, this is called content song. All I do is judge. That's what true. That, that's, Listen. That's, that's the babysitter's <laughs> job. Anyway, now that I feel weird talking about Bush and Luke. <laughs> no, I, I I mean that's I, I think I think it's a perfect transition into, in my opinion, the real star of the night. Uh, Reno Neil Riggins. Har- Neil Hargrove, aka Reno Riggins. <laughs> yes, the real fucking star of this show. Uh, Thank God we finally gotten to him. As you guys know, he's an American wrestler from Whoa. the Southeastern Independent Promotions. <laughs> uh, you know, he was in the NWA in the 90s. Uh, you know, he was trained by Tojo Yamamoto uh before his death in 1992. He he debuted in 1988. He's still alive. Uh, he lives in Nashville. Didn't you earlier say he Didn't died? He just say he just died. Tojo Yamamoto died. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, Kyle, your research sucks <laughs> because you because <laughs> you just said he died and is alive in the same. No, sentence. no, 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 no. Tojo Yamamoto died. His trainer uh, died. Okay, gotcha. okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, <laughs> you know, so he uh, he was trained by them. Uh, he wrestled in the WWF as Reno Riggins and was, you know, mostly a jobber. He would lose to Tatanka, you know, Rogers, Tatanka, uh, Brian Christopher. Uh, actually, uh, he he won the the South the the USWA Southern Championship from Brian Christopher in 1992. Oh wow, uh, this guy's an ex champion. Yeah, he also did uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling in '93. Uh, he is a journeyman. You know, he began teaming with uh, Steve Dunn as the Tennessee Volunteer. Tears, uh, and know. he just in general, uh, he appeared in the Brian, Brian Pillman uh, memorial show in 1998. Oh. He's just a he's a oh, well, he is legitimately a like a journeyman wrestler. Uh, he won the C, uh, CWF tag champions with Crawl the Death Stalker, he won the Music City Wrestling's uh, tag champions with Steve Dunn, he won the NWA tag champs with Steve Dunn, and the NWA uh, uh North American tag team champs with Steve done he won the uh, nwa north america tag teams twice with steve dunn in nwa at nashville and then he uh he won the uswa uh association uswa uh southern heavyweight championship so i mean this guy is more than your typical jobber he is pretty awesome 
And how good must Tatanka be to have destroyed this dude in like pretty much a minute? <laughs> so, right. so Tatanka he hits a nice back body drop followed by the longest arm bar in history. Uh, Tatanka wins with a Samoan drop. I did note here though that I appreciated the heelishness of Reno Riggins. I loved he. That's the thing. He worked. He worked as a heel. He did the. He uh, used the the uh, full Nelson. Yeah. Or the no the sleeper hold rather the sleeper hold and he exchanged chops. I thought that was a good bit when they exchange chops um overall fantastic fantastic jobber did what he needs to he worked himself as a heel in this got tatanka over for the tatanka fans he's just another one in tatanka's continual winning streak for it. but to me he's the star of the night <laughs> yeah he beat uh you said brian christopher right Lawler's kid. yeah, yeah that's pretty cool well yeah. i mean i think that's kind of what you find with a lot of these jobbers is that when it comes to like regional wrestling they've yeah, made a name they yeah. made a name for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes down to it. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things in the WWE, which is what we're talking about here on the show, Tatanka destroyed Reno Riggins. Yeah. RIP. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Riggins' career. But I thought he was great. So uh, great after- look, too. Did you guys notice those trunks? They were like uh, kind of cheetah print because like Reno. Reno. I, thought, oh. I did not I see his that. tights. I probably did see his tights, but I don't remember them. So after that match, Vince tells us that WWE now the opening of the WWE Hall of Fame. Now we know, of course, as an institution, uh, they actually cut to a touching piano tribute of Andre oh, the Giant. That awesome. was a great montage. So good, oh. man. Wow. Yeah. Even back then, that. they fucking could nail that, it. That's the thing about WWE, man. They can put, they can edit things together. It just hits you in the field, you know? Yeah. Crazy. They're, they've always been really great at that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree and, completely. And, uh, and, and I think it was one of those things is uh, uh, kind of, again, uh, just like when they mentioned on a raw a few episodes ago that we were talking about when Andre died uh, or Andre passed away. This kind of caught me off guard and I was just like, yeah, wow. It was a really touching tribute. Uh, and it was really cool to see like the beginning of the Hall of Fame kind of as well and just kind of what it's become compared to what it's become now, you know, uh, seeing it's like kind of humble beginnings or whatever. Well, this was kind of the beginnings of the like the that kind of Ernie Ladd, Fred Freddy Blassie mm. kind of uh, promo. Time frame. I cheer for them kind mm. of time. And that thing, I can still watch that and get chills. There's still times where I'm, oh wow, these guys. Because like when you think about it, they really do give a lot. For, oh, I know. For yeah. their for their art and yeah. that their whole family life. Be, yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're right. Not just them, but their families give a lot. Yeah. And that's something to kind of be admired in my I mind. I agree. I do want to remind you though that as as uh, as special as this Andre the Giant tribute into the Hall of Fame was, I do want to remind you that. Now the Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. The guys that opened the show, <laughs> the Bushwhackers are right there next to I Andre. Mean, in terms of what they've done for wrestling as a entertainment thing, I mean, I at, when I was a kid, I loved the Bushwhackers because they would be on Family Matters or yeah. they would be on you know did this, you love that them or the kid? other. I, I mean, maybe, but they, they I didn't did love them. But I, could, the I product, though, you know, so, yeah, it was it's, it's say, a spot. They're iconic. I mean, yeah, non wrestling fan would know who the Bushwhackers because of what said they show up on TV shows and they were a good uh I guess ambassador for the uh, um, company. I guess you're right, man. I just I guess no, I, I have a different. I well, don't know, imagine them as the sheep herders then. Yeah, when yeah. No, like I can the, see the that. hardcore fucking you know badass guys. I will say in terms of you know the Hall of Fame, I would love it if there were. I mean, it can't be right because it is the WWF Hall of Fame. It is not the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But, but WWF do own a lot. 
lot of other properties though so i would just like it more if it was less of a well we don't like this person so they can't they can't go in i think it should be Mm -hmm. up to somebody vote you know yeah i i think i i just feel like it should be outside of there but then again you may risk things like you know trolls on the internet being like benoit gets to be in the hall of fame right (laughs) slippery slope there huh oj simpson's in the hall of fame who oj simpson's in the hall of fame well he was innocent so yeah this is proven Uh, oh my god So next, Bartless. Le- Bart- Rob oh, Bartlett. also Bartlett is killing it. I am full team Bartlett at this point. Are you? I've been so Bartlett pilled. Like- I'm full Bartlett pilled. <laughs> so Bartlett lets us know that Jason, Billy, and Kevin from One Life to Live are in the crowd. Uh, no clue I never, who they are. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, I know what One Life to Live is. It's a soap opera from back in the day yeah, that my right. folks used to watch. You watched it all the time. I Don't definitely, lie. I was too young, man. I would never have watched yeah. that. Not my type of thing. But I do know that one of them was wearing a Brett the Hitman Hart glasses. So I'm I'm team One Life to Live. Dude, so. speaking of Brett, Brett Hart, um, you know, The Rock's out promoting his movie Jungle Cruise. Yes, um, I heard Oh, yeah, I watched that. It's pretty good. It's they did basically a... The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he did an interview for Screen Rant, and the interviewer had a Hitman shirt. Similar to what you have, Jeremiah. Had a Hitman nice. shirt on, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the interview, like, they were about to cut it short, but Rock made sure to uh, let the interviewer know, like, how much Red Hart did for his career when he was wow. coming in as a rookie. I didn't realize they even crossed half in his career that often, you know? Mm-hmm. But he said, like, coming in, like, as a rookie, Bret Hart was the one guy that actually, like, gave him real advice and not just try to well i was gonna you know, say brett was one of those guys their own spot well he brett wasn't trying to protect his own spot like the other guys were with this young kid and rocking the really respect him for that i only brought that up as a uh, the uh, brett part you were talking about oh that's yeah pretty dude. cool that's awesome yeah. i mean brett is one of those guys who does believe a little bit of his own press but in yes. terms of like guys who are in the business who don't seem like shitheads he seems right. like one of them. i would love we'll get into that later i would love to be able to sit down and talk to, to brett for a while Next match, Money Incorporated versus Scott Rich and Jeff Armstrong. Uh, IRS wins another short match uh, with a flying lariat. Uh, I don't know which guy is which, but the jobber with the interesting haircut gave me the best idea for a punishment. So... No, I believe that's Johnny Rich. The loser has to cut their hair like any raw wrestler the winner sees on these last raws. I'm going to do like Bob Backlund and do a bowl cut. <laughs> You're not down with this song? I don't like messing with my hair. Because that's your... Cause, hair, cause, hair, hair's off limit. Hair's off limit for me. There's the money for him. Uh, so you here's... would never do a hair versus hair match song? No. <laughs> Damn it! If I was, if that was, if I was a wrestler, that's the one stipulation. That is do. my goal: <laughs> is for us to do a hair versus hair match now. Song we have to work that in. You realize that that's it. That is the stakes. That is and like when he says hair versus hair, he means like cubes, eyebrows, everything. <laughs> gotta look like you have alopecia. Oh no! Oh damn! So song your, like your kids are gonna be like, what's wrong with dad? And your wife's just gonna be like, I'm embarrassed of your father. <laughs> So Not because he lost, but because he actually agreed to do this. He went through with it. So, <laughs> so look, man, that's not like well, that. Wouldn't be like the ultimate, though, dude. Like, so since that's your stakes, like you now, you now you need to find out what's mine. No, I can't do that, and that needs to be what it is. Like hair, snake gonna, in the pants. You would put a snake in your pants before I would put other some other things in my. Yeah, there's all right, all right. No, never mind then. <laughs> He's like, I rest my case. <laughs> I, I, I'm comfortable with snake. Anyway, uh, 
so yeah, Money Inc. I, this is a short match between Money Inc. and the jobbers Scott Rich and Jeff Armstrong. IRS, like I said, he wins with a flying lariat. Again, it's kind of crazy how all of these matches end with like the easiest moves. They're like not even yeah. finishers. I, I don't remember that. It's like I don't remember the well, time. Finishers don't get really introduced too, too much until the new generation. Well, Hogan always had a leg drop, cr- right? And that was yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, On- big guys, I've always had their, right. their finisher. You know, mm-hmm. the, the doomsday device, the flying elbow from Macho Man, the, the perfect plex. I mean, there mm-hmm. are moves that are finishers, absolutely. But the idea of like... Maybe everybody didn't have one. Transition <laughs> moves in terms mm-hmm. of like a, 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 a lariat is a transition. I mean, first of all, we don't have squash matches anymore really not too much and it doesn't exist do you like that or are you a fan of like no jobber matches i hate that there is no enhancement talent in the sense right. that they don't bring in unknown jobbers to job because yeah, then they need to be like, job out big names they, they, they used to just go and like you know get the local guy mm-hmm. and have him on tv squash him they don't do that anymore i'm with how i kind of miss that having a just quick watch match kind of build your star i'm kind of i'm kind of halfway there like i think there's a place for more of that because you do need to have that solid five match run when a guy comes in of him just annihilating folks or else yes, you know absolutely. so so by that token I agree with that but back in the 80s I think and even the early 90s when like Raw first started uh, and when we were watching as kids in our prime I did feel like there were too many jobber matches like I wish there were more main event matches during a show like like where it used to be like a prime time wrestling would have you know four jobber matches in a main event that was good I kind of wish it was like halfway you know so it's like i don't want us i would not want it to go back to where there were no barn burner matches in my right. opinion this is how a show should be structured cruiser rate match M- mid card match jobber match tag team match mid card match headline match or upper mid card match headline match and that's how you do it and and so like it has a place like yeah you're, you're exactly right they overdid jobbering matches because it's easy you don't have to work your talent you don't have to work too names versus two names so we're on to the main event yes tatanka versus doink no no No. you're you're cut off you can no longer (laughs) treat tatanka wrestled earlier (laughs) yeah no no it's uh it's it's doink versus kamala yeah absolutely doink the evil clown versus kamala the ugandan giant with slick Uh, so at this point he's a good he uh, kamala's a face yep kamala's a face reverend slick the reverend slick because what what's that song jive soul bro jive soul bro gotta be have you never seen that you've never seen that song song no the jive soul bro no jive soul bro is basically about slick walking around town and women like making youtube it youtube it yeah yeah you gotta youtube that peak peak wwe not uh yeah, not really understanding issue. what black people are yeah. oh, <laughs> that, boy. that's very true because it is so racially charged <laughs> anyway so doink versus kamala doink distracts kamala with a rap gift first of all to start off the match right so which so, totally fair if you know kamala kamala is a uh, he's a simple man he's a simple man he doesn't he thinks doesn't suspect he thinks oh this if gift, somebody's handing me a gift it's I legit must be for me yeah. it must be for me i love this clown uh, yeah so 
Doink catches Kamala off guard with a leg uh, with leg takedowns and arm bars during this match. So basically, Doink is just basically wrestling circles around Kamala. Dude, Doink is so technically down. As He's a so good. I love him. I would not be yeah. mad if Doink if there was a new Doink. Like you know how we were talking about before, like legacy wrestlers. It'd yeah. be cool if like some rest some wrestling gimmicks got handed down. Yeah. I, that's prime. You want to see a Doink. It's still Matt Bourne at this point, correct? I think so. I believe yeah. so. God, you know, piece of shit in real life, but man, the man could wrestle. Absolutely. Uh, Kamala does get some offense in uh, uh, during this match uh, with a chops series and of kicks. Chops and kicks until the action spills outside. That's exactly the words I wrote. Chops and kicks. Uh, and, uh, so the action spills outside. Because the only thing Kamala can do is... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I acted as though it was amazing. How did he know oh, that I was going to oh, write man. chops and kick? But, uh, but yeah, uh, the action spills outside. Doink tricks Kamala with the gift again uh, because... Again? Again, Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> he causes Kamala to get counted out when doing roll back into the ring. So, of course, we have an uber satisfying ending to the match. Kamala chases Doink under the ring. Uh, Doink comes out the other side. He grabs uh, he grabs a chair. This is pre folding chair era. He's, he grabs like a kitchen oh, table chair. Yeah, it's like a classroom like chair. A, it's like a classroom or kitchen, like a dining room table chair. Uh, it's like antique looking and everything. And he begins smacking the side of the ring where he thinks Kamala is. Uh, but Kamala, he sneaks from under the ring uh, in a different spot and he attacks Doink from behind, chasing him to the back area. Uh, on the way back, some asshole fan grabs Doink's green hair and almost ripped it off of his head, which was yeah, I hilarious. That. I thought that was fucking funny. And that, that you know, uh, you think that would end the show with the main event, but actually, no, uh, no. Come, come to find out, of course we, not. we go back to commentary and Vince congratulates Rob Bartlett on being a spam eating winner. Uh, he says that the these girls behind him are the Rob Bartlett fan club. I have no idea what all this is about, really. But uh, I, I do wish I did not have to see him make out with any of these girls. <laughs> I, I didn't really enjoy watching. I don't him. know what the point of that was. That was yeah. kind of filler. I don't know. The whole episode was pretty forgettable. But I did enjoy Bartlett switching through channels. Oh, yeah. When he was switching it through it channels. <laughs> yeah. Which is. Do you think that part was, uh, was uh, Bartlett on his own? Or was it sounded like he was uh, genuinely uh, mad? Yeah, it was definitely a work. It, it had to be okay. a work. I mean, why would he have like an extra? Or monitor even with like pre- TV, channels. Like TV channels on it. Right? No real shows on though. So he was watching real shows. Uh, real quick for for our our folks who are watching on bootleg. You guys don't get this, but I got a WWF Mania with Todd Pettengill. No, 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 we did get that. I think. Oh, you no. got that? No, no, yeah, I did. I just didn't include it in because I think I included it like the first time I saw one. So I was like, oh, okay. It's the, it's the same you. advertisement. It's the same ad. Okay, it's the cool, same cool, freaking cool. ad. So I just didn't cool. mention it again. I wasn't sure if but, you guys that. But no, I did see that again it's like that Todd Penningale thing is like it, I think he records it live every time so he's like saying something different but it's pretty much the same like boing boing like bright yeah you know comic book colors yeah. Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon thing but but it is always cool to see like it reminds me of being a kid when I see Todd Penningale there are two things that I have questions about both the Rod Bartlett fan club and the Raw Girls okay so for the Tatanka match I believe or for the Money Inc. match it was a more conventionally attractive 
Frog Girl. And for the earlier matches, uh, specifically the Bushwhackers, it yeah. was one of the members of the Rob Bartlett fan. Club. Are, they, are they called the Sabatelli sisters? Is that what it is? I believe that is what they're called. Yes. Sabatelli sisters, I think. And they were just big fans, I think. If I remember correctly, I think I've looked into this before. But anyway, yeah, those those ladies who are in the Bartlett Club, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, were WWF fans, like super fans that, that they liked and gave airtime to. Is it just like super fans that, that kind of had something? I'm going to find out now and we'll talk about it on a subsequent recording of Pin the Champ. So guys, overall, what was your thoughts on the show? Garbage. Yeah. 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 Go to WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like, it shocked me how bad it was for a go-home show. So that's exactly what I wrote. I said, it's obvious to me from this episode that this Raw predated the WWE concept of a go-home show because they didn't bring anything very compelling to convince me to buy Mania 9. Uh, No cliffhangers or drama, really. We get a main event that ends in a in a count out and and i mean as doink versus kamala what did they have to do with mania nine you know absolutely right. nothing so yeah mm-hmm. overall you know you guys can let us know what was your favorite part of this show it's all about nostalgia when it comes to these old raws you know what i mean i can't wait till we get into the stuff that i haven't seen uh th- where i was a laps fan but these these episodes i still do remember so having said this you know we know what we're going into for mania nine we know it's a, a very campy wrestlemania but i'm gonna enjoy watching it with you guys Kyle, talk to me, man. I think it's time for us to get to our 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 listeners question so our our good friend and listener kevin pairpoint asked uh if we could pick five wrestlers or personalities from wrestling from any wrestling promo or era past present or alive to have dinner with and to discuss anything you want about wrestling who would it be uh and why uh so just real quick we're going to go over kevin's answers uh and that way everybody can have a little bit of time to think mm-hmm. about what their answers will be uh spoiler alert uh i'm gonna steal a few of kevin's oh yeah no doubt yeah there's i can already uh, tell you he, that he well. just he has he has, he has a good list good, he, has he has a good, a good list, list. Good uh, picks, so, Kev. so, so number one would be Ric Flair because he's Ric Flair. Uh, second would be the the rowdy one, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Kevin, you know, uh, thinks that he's one of his he's one of his favorite Mike personalities, and he's worked with several territories and had uh, some of the best programs. Uh, the third would be Macho Man. I'm not going to try to do an impression. If if Sawyer were still allowed to be on this show, uh, <laughs> he would he would do some sort of impression. It would have been all right. But it wouldn't have been that good. Uh, <laughs> Macho Man, he's his all-time favorite wrestler, and he's had uh, three best matches in WrestleMania history. Um, I would say that there are some more modern matches that are equally good or better, but I would I would agree mostly with that. Corny, Jim Cornette, the grumpy curmudgeon. Uh, he's worked with past and present talent, and uh, I I would agree with that one. That's a great choice. And then Bobby Heenan. Uh, as the last choice, he's the best heel manager of all time for Kevin and really just a, a fun guy to hang out with. Uh, so f- well, let's go with who who is ready. Who would like to go first? Well, well, granted, this is off the top of the head. So I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to so blur it out. Jer Bear, you're up. Yeah. So I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't put my favorite wrestler, Bret Hart, at table. Right. Just because I want to hear about the best all there the, is the best, the best there was and the best there, best there ever will be. OK, <laughs> sorry. I've got to I've got to have him at the table uh, because I just wanted to talk to him about like anything i want to hear him complain the whole time <laughs> you know uh, awesome. th- 
awesome. Then, then uh, same. I got to go with Kevin's point, Flair, because he's Ric Flair. Like, I just want to be in the presence of Ric Flair to say that I hung out with Ric Flair. And that you want to be in the presence of greatness. Exactly. I, I don't want to beat the man. I just want to meet the man. And I also agree <laughs> with uh, with Kevin on Bobby Heenan, uh, yeah. the yeah. absolute greatest of all time. And plus, I just like funny people. And Bobby Heenan is probably one of the funniest human beings. Like, he has one of the best comedic timings. He He's an absolute genius at what he does. I don't think it ever gets any better than Bobby Heenan. Lastly, I want to bring a little modern flair into it and say the New Day. Just bring the New Day along. I don't care. I think that's six, actually, if I bring the whole New Day. But <laughs> screw you, Kevin. I can put an extra one there if I want. And uh, Well, have, that's 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 the classic... Uh, Freebird uh, ruling it. I'm Freebird free ruling it. Rule. Yeah, exactly. I'm Freebird ruling yeah. it. Yes, yes. Putting the new day right in there. So that's going to be mine. Because can you imagine like even if I even if I was starstruck, the new day would have my back. They would know exactly. They would keep the conversation going and making it hilarious between yeah. Flair, Flair and Hart and Heeman. That's that's it for me. Put me at that round table. Oh, okay. nice, nice. Uh, Song, are you ready or should I go? Yeah, no, I can go. Um, for All me, right. I think one would have to be uh, Eddie Guerrero. Nice. Such a great worker. I love that uh, lie, cheat, and feel gimmick that he was doing in the uh, mid or early 2000s in the WWE and you know the guy just has a mind for the business too it seems like at least like from a uh, wrestler standpoint like the way they put he put matches together um, it seems like he has a wealth of knowledge to share so I would love to go and chat with him another one would be um, Stone Cold just because he kind of made the anti-hero popular back in the Attitude Era he was the uh, ultimate in-between guy you know like you hate him you like him and I want to get into his head how that character came about so do this is, might be a little bit controversial but I want us now and have a chat with Chris Benoit damn I knew you were gonna say that I mean You're, what are you are you asking for tips song or <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I mean before you know you just want to like do you want to ask him that question do you I mean why like, what happened I don't know if I want to bring that up or do you I, just want to talk I'm, wrestling with him I'm pretty good at separating the you know art from the, the artist former from the yeah because you're a psychopath song. Person, because but, you're like, you have have those signs of a of a legitimate psychopath i just watched Indeed. i just watched dr <laughs> death and i'm pretty sure you're also no no i'm not it well, could be. Who knows? Might be, i might be a sociopath but not a psychopath um <laughs> <laughs> that was i don't know back in the old wcw days he just seemed like a technically sound wrestler he was like a student of the game but yeah you know. no i agree like I a agree. daniel bryan was, yeah he was so one of those guys that i always so was like intense. yeah he was he was definitely one of those i mean i absolutely get that I, I i i i see why you would say that mm. if if we're summoning people back from the dead i suppose i would i mean like i there are questions that i would like to ask him yeah i'm curious to I know like you know everybody you know to a certain extent wants to believe that that uh what that 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 urban legend or that that you know that you know conspiracy theory i guess is the better word that mm. uh you know that that he was murdered and he uh or that that uh and that, that he, he was, was uh, framed yeah yeah, frame. Yeah. But that, you know, I, or that he I, came I, home I, to see and like, killed himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all heard that. I don't know if that's a question. I don't even know if I would go there if I do have an opportunity to sit with him, though. But I might just start quickly wrestling with him. And then uh, number four would be, uh, I don't know how you guys can leave this out Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon only eats like. 
But Turkey on Why are you so cutthroat? <laughs> he buys in his own shit, though, but I would love Chad with Vince. Uh, and um, last but not least, I would probably I hate him as a writer so much, uh, Vince Russo. Oh, I wow. want to know why he's such a big douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, do you I think... Would probably, I would send the entire table at Russo just putting him down. That's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, do you think you would really get anything good out of Vince? Like, he'd probably just talk down to you and ignore you the whole time at the table. Uh, well, I don't. I have no about, idea. Maybe you should have put a caveat that he has to be honest with you. Oh, okay. But hopefully, that can be that. Yeah. Good picks, man. And talk about Vince Russo while we're at it. Yeah. Have to sit down with him. <laughs> yeah, I can see the Vince Vince McMahon thing for sure. Now that you say that, why not? Like, get his insight. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. Stan Hansen. Oh my God, that's a good pick. Um, you get to ask him all about like his time with Baba. Japan, yeah. all the Japan stuff, and, and I feel like he'd have a pretty interesting and American perspective. Um, I would like to talk to. I would love to just have dinner, like my dinner with Andre. Uh, I would love to have my like like we don't even have to fucking talk about wrestling, but we could. I would just like to be like, so what was it like growing up being a fucking France. giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah like in being, France, in France, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I'm just talking about Princess Bride. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely that, that would, would talk be about incredible. that. I would um, want to know if he realizes how iconic it is now. How iconic he is. He like, is, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like I um, I say that Heenan and Cornette would be there because I think we'd need uh, some some entertainment. And um, this is a, a name because I think he'd be fun to party with. One Mr. Michael Duke, Duke, Duke Hayes. <laughs> Michael Hayes. I, I think he would be fun as hell to get drunk with. And he'll start to sing Bad Street USA. And like, like I like Michael Hayes, like at, at this point in my in my uh my inebriation, I would like to party right now with Michael Hayes. Like if I could pick anybody to go out drinking with right now, I would go out drinking with Michael Hayes. I just feel like the okay. I don't know Michael Hayes and I'm not saying anything, but I just feel like there's a lot of potential for like trouble, <laughs> like, you know, in a way yes. that, in a way yeah, that, uh, but in a way that like, Michael uh, Hayes would abandon me and like, yeah. like uh Oh, time to go now. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, Michael Hayes is not the kind of guy to have your back at a bar, but I'd still like to go out and drink with him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> great answers. So that's your whole table, right? That's, that's my whole table. Fucking awesome. Kevin, that was a great question. We appreciate Very it. Very good question. Thank you for uh, thank you for always uh, responding to us and, and and hitting us up with questions. We we love it. Keep it coming. And to any of our other listeners out there, yeah, Kev, have... Kevin's a person I'd like to have at, a, at my table. Kevin, exactly. Absolutely. Kevin, you're my choice. Yes. <laughs> Get some wrestling tights, and then you, yeah, you can be on, you at our table. But anyway, yeah, Kevin, keep those questions coming. Other than that, uh, this was the, the the raw right before Mania. It didn't feel like a go home show, but damn it, it was the go home show. Yeah. So. So next time you're either going to hear us in the audio realm going over WrestleMania nine, the best WrestleMania of in history. Anyway, guys, that's it for the show today. I had a fun time with you guys uh, this week. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in person again soon enough uh guys one more time we just want to stress to you get a shot get, get a shot, more man. shots guys, get a shot. please i will start watching aw even i'll even watch nxt if you get your fucking shots make it so that i can be in person make it so that i can like go to movies and go to live events i will start watching modern wrestling again I'll stop watching this bootleg shit, but <laughs> not unless you get your shots. Everybody be safe. Have a great night. We'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. 
You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.